Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for June 7, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word. I believe that we are living right now in a season of new levels. I know 2020 was a challenge for a lot of people. I know, I know that we're still, in a lot of ways, still recovering from some of the things that happened in 2020, but we're in a new season. And we're walking in a season where God, I believe, is saying new levels, where there's a, a level of favor and grace made available for us to level up in every area, in every facet, in every aspect of our lives so that we can make progress. Our God is a God of progression, not a God of regression. With God, I live with this mentality. Forward ever, backward never, the best is yet to come. That's why I get up every morning and I'm ready for whatever God has for us brand new. Every Lamentation says that his... His mercies are new every morning. So every morning, God is faithful to us. We should get up with an expectation of manifestation to move forward. But if we want to level up, though, we're going to have to get into his word. We're going to have to recommit ourselves to the Bible, to the 66 books of the word. We got to get God's word down in our heart, meditate and medicate on his, on what it says and apply it. Our learning has to turn into living. We have to turn the corner from information to application so that we can become the men, the women, that God has called us to be for such a time as this. If you want to level up, you have to level up with the word. said, I've been teaching this series entitled Leveling Up with the Word from the Parable of the Sower. Let's go back to that parable again this morning. The title of today's message is Don't Make Money Your Motivation in Life. Don't Make Money Your Motivation in Life. Friday's message was about settling the money issue in your heart. And uh, I got a lot of feedback from Friday's message. You have, if you haven't watched that, please go back and watch that. A lot of people really, but one person told me that, that she just kept watching it over and over and over again. We have to settle the money issue in our heart. The title of today's message is, once again, please don't make money your motivation in life. You should be motivated, but don't make money your motivation. You could be motivated by God and not by money. So the Bible says in Mark chapter four, beginning at verse 13, that the farmer is like someone who takes God's word and sows it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed of the word falls along the path. That's like the, the dirt, the soil right on the side of the road. Those are like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. They don't understand what they heard. And because of that, Satan can come. The Bible says Satan comes immediately and snatches away the word that was sown in their heart. Now, other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God. They quickly and gladly accept it. They get super excited when they first hear it. But they don't allow the word of God to go deep down inside of their lives. So as a result, as soon as trouble comes, the persecution comes because of the word that they received. And these people, the Bible says, are quick to give up. Now, other people are like the seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. That's where we are right now. Now, these are the people that hear the word of God, but their lives, Jesus said, become full of other things. Please don't let this be you. Don't, don't allow your life to become full of other things. Let it become full of God. What are the other things that Jesus is talking about? He gave us three categories. He says, well, the cares of this world are the worries of this life, the love of money, and everything else they want are selfish pursuits. He says, if you allow your life to become full of 
the cares of this world, the love of money, selfish desires, then these other things are going to be like weeds that grow up in your heart. So you have weeds growing in your heart. Now you have the seed of the word trying to grow, but the seed, the, the weeds will grow up and choke out the seed and keep the seed from working. So the word is not going to work in your life because you have competing priorities, especially where money is concerned. So finally, Jesus said, now some people are like good ground, say good ground. Yeah, this is us. Some people are like good ground. They hear the word of God, right? They give the word of God the time and the space that it needs to grow and it produces a harvest. Now, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes a hundred times more. You and I, we are after 100. We want to see a hundred fold return from God's investment in our lives. Say amen to that. Now I've been focusing in on this line, the love of money. And so we're going to continue to flow in that vein today on this Monday morning. What does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Three things, lock in. Number one, here we go. Don't make, look at me. Don't make becoming rich your underlying motivation in life. Don't don't let becoming rich your underlying, don't let it become your underlying motivation in life. Now, I, I can understand how, like, you know, I live in this world. I, I mean, I, I understand. I'm from above, right? We're, we're born from above. But listen, I was born in this world and I was raised in this world. And I know what it's like not to have money. And I and I know what it's like. I hate it standing in line for government cheese. I hate it buying food with food stamps. Uh, you know, I, I, I know what that's like, you know, being raised on welfare. And so because of that, I know that as a little kid, of course, as a little kid, I was like, oh, man, you know, I, I just want to be rich. I want to be rich. I want to have money. And so I, I got it. I understand. Like you would sit on the corner. I would sit on the corner of New Jersey and Sutter in East New York, Brooklyn, sit on that corner. And, and, and you know, a BMW would pass by. I'd be like, that's my car, you know. And then the Mercedes would pass by. That's my car. And then a Pinto would pass by. We were like, ooh, I'm not doing that. And so, you know, so, yeah, I understand. I understand that as a little kid, as a little boy, little girl, yeah, I want to be rich. I want to have money. I want to do this. I want to do that. I got it. But as you're growing up, and you're becoming now the man, the woman that God called you to be, and you accept Jesus as Lord. And you, yes, you was born one way, but then you get born again. And once you're born again and you're walking with God and you're born from above and you have the Holy Spirit, now Jesus is making it clear that if you develop a love for money and a love for money, like pursuing, I want to be rich just for the sake of being rich. If you pursue money and you develop a love for money, then this love for money is going to be a weed and that weed is going to grow up in your heart and that weed in your heart is going to choke out the word and it's going to keep the word from working. You can basically sabotage yourself. I mean, this is not, nobody else is doing this. You're doing it to yourself in your heart. You can sabotage, you can ruin your own life. You can sabotage yourself. You can derail yourself from your own destiny just by making money your master instead of money a tool. Money is a great tool, but it shouldn't be your master. Money makes an excellent servant, but a poor master. If you serve money instead of serving God, you run the risk of of ruining the one life that you get. You only get one life. And so I understand what it's like not to have money. I understand what it's like to to want it. I got it. I got it. But you got to keep your priorities in order. God has to be first place. You should never get to the point where you have money that, that if God tells you to do something with it, that you're not willing to do it. You have to, God is your Lord, not the money. And since we're talking about money, I think that we should get counsel from somebody who had a lot of it. So Solomon, when you think of like Jeff Bezos or 
Elon Musk today, think of that times 10. And that's where Solomon was, right? Solomon was the richest man on the planet and, and the Lord made him extremely rich. The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 4 and 5, now this is Solomon writing. The richest man in the world was writing this. And he said, listen, don't wear yourselves out trying to get rich. Do not wear yourselves out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth can disappear. It will, it's like it will get wings and fly away like an eagle. So the issue with God is never whether or not you should have money. That's not the issue with God. Because God actually uses money to fund his kingdom projects all around the world. It takes money to do ministry. So, so God is not opposed to you having money. The issue comes down with not you having money is when money has you. If money has you, that's the problem. You having money, that's great. But money having you, that's the problem. You should never allow money to be the underlying motivation of your life. I know people, some of these people in my own family that have made money the underlying motivation of their life. And so the accumulation of money, that's their focus. And, and because of it, I've seen people ruin their marriages, ruin their health, ruin their relationship with their children, ruin their relationship with their family, all because they're pursuing money instead of pursuing God, all in chasing that almighty dollar, right? They're trying to make that paper like young people say today, but Money, it, see, once money becomes your motivation, the soil in your heart is no longer conducive to the word of God. The soil in your heart that you have not set the conditions in your heart for the word of God to produce. Why? Because now money is your motivation and the money, the, the desire for money in your heart has ruined the soil. And now you have weeds that are overtaking the word. Say amen to that. That's what Jesus is explaining in this parable. Number two. Chasing money can become a trap. Chasing money can become a trap. Now, you know what's, what's even worse? This is why you see rich people, unfortunately, commit suicide. Uh, what's even worse is when, when people think, oh, if I ever have this much money, I'll be, I'll, I'll be fine. And then they get to that point and then they realize that they, that they have a hole in their heart that only God can fill. And so it, it's, it becomes a trap. And then now they really ruin their lives. First Timothy 6 and 9 says, people who want to be rich, bring temptations to themselves. They're always chasing stuff. They're caught in a trap. They begin to want many foolish things that will hurt them. And these things ruin people. They destroy people. The apostle Paul said, you, you, you can destroy your life chasing stuff. Oh, I want this car. You get it? Oh, now I want the next one. Now I want two. I want this. I want this house. I want, you're always chasing something. If, if that's your desire, you're going to develop temptations that will never be satisfied because you can only be satisfied when you learn how to rest in God. It comes down to your intent. In, the, in this parable, the parable of the sower, Jesus is like, listen, if you have the love of money growing in your heart, then your, your heart is messed up. You have weeds in your heart. You have weeds in your heart and, and the seed of God's word doesn't have a place to grow. And it really comes is, is that simple. There's nothing wrong with money. There's nothing wrong. God will use money to advance his kingdom plans and purposes on this planet. But if you have the wrong relationship with money, your life is going to be out of whack. You're always going to be pursuing stuff. You will never be satisfied. You're going to want this and a bigger this and a more that and a blinged out this and a blinged out that. And now that I have one of those, I want two. And you're always chasing something. And at the end of the day, this is why, like, you know, uh, my family says that it's hard for me uh, to get for them to get me a gift because I, I don't want I'm, I don't 
I have everything I want. Like I, I I'm good. Like I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm tremendously blessed. I'm super blessed. I, I listen. I grew up on welfare. I'm, I'm already, I've already exceeded every imagination I had as a kid. So, so no. All I'm doing now is whatever God wants. I just want to do whatever God wants. That's it. That's my motivation. I don't need stuff. I got a lot of stuff. And matter of fact, you got too much stuff, and then you wind up just giving the stuff away. And so, so it's not about stuff. Solomon said, you can wear yourselves out trying to get rich. You can, you, your body will break down. Why? Because you're out here trying to chase that paper, trying to get that almighty dollar. And Paul is saying, it's a trap. It's the money trap. Listen, don't chase money, chase God. Now, to be clear, once, once again, I got to make this super clear. There's nothing wrong with having money, right? There's nothing wrong. God made many people in the Bible super rich. So there's nothing wrong with having money. Money just can't be the object of your heart. If money is the object of your heart and then you've developed a lust and a thirst for money, then you will never be satisfied. Now money is your God and, and, and you're no longer really fit to be used in the kingdom. So you got to rest in your divine assignment. As I close out the second point, listen, rest in your divine assignment. When you get to the point where you know who you are, you know the, the plans that God made for you from the foundations of the world. You know that you're not a, a self-made man, you're a God-made man. And that you know that, that you're just on this planet to do whatever God sends you to do. And you're going to say whatever he tells you to say. You're going to go wherever he tells Now you're in a position. That's how you can experience true life prosperity. And so at that point, let me just say something about that. The good news is that it doesn't exclude money. It's not like once you get to the point where like, Father, my life is all about you, that God says, okay, well, now you can't have money. No, I mean... If, if you like something, God, God can give you five of them. I mean, so that's not the issue. I mean, you, God loves you and you're his child. And, and so God can bless you financially. That's not the issue. So what it comes down to is what is your motivation? Like what's the intent of your heart? If you live God's way, God can still prosper you financially, but more importantly, you can still have health in your body, right? You can still have a close knit family. You can have relationships that matter. Uh, and you can have the satisfaction of knowing that you are living your life for God's intended purpose, that you are pursuing God's purpose and not pursuing things. And at this point, you will have a godly understanding of success because success in Christ cannot be measured in money. It can only be measured in purpose. You know that you're on this planet for one reason, and that is the purpose that God intended from the foundations of the world. And your singular desire is to get that done. Now, since you're doing that and you're pleasing him, my last point if you pursue God instead of pursuing things, God has a way of seeing to it that things will pursue you. <laughs> Glory to God. In Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 through 34, the Bible says, don't worry. Jesus said, don't worry. And say, now, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? It's like, man, that's like the people in the world. People that don't know God think like that. Don't worry. Jesus said, your father in heaven, he knows everything that you need. Now, what you should want the most is God's kingdom, right? He said, now, you, what you need to be focused on is God and his kingdom and doing whatever he wants you to do. And if you do that, he will give you all these other things. He will give you everything that you need. You should want God's kingdom and doing whatever he wants you to do. And God will see to it that everything you need is already stored up for you and it will be manifested at just the right time. So verse 34 says, so don't worry about tomorrow. Each day has enough stuff to worry about. Tomorrow has its own worries for today. Just be focused on God and whatever he wants you 
to do. So if your life is, is full of worry and care and concern over things that money can buy, like if your life is full of worry over things that money can buy, then Jesus is like, you're no different than the world. I mean, you, you're no different than somebody that doesn't know God, right? Because these are the people that are focused. What are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? How am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? Listen, Jesus is like, stop. If you're born again, you got to stop. Like make God your number one priority. If your heart is free from worry, if your, if your heart is pure before God, if you come to God with a clean, clean hands and a pure heart, God will never let you down. Jesus is saying, man, once God is your Lord and you trust him and he's the Lord of the harvest, if you really honor him, he will honor you. He's not going to let you down. He will make sure that you have more than enough. God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you will always have all sufficiency in all things at all times. You make money your servant instead of money, making money your master. And God will see to it that money can serve you. God, God, when you come, when you have a godly perspective of money, God will see to it that you always have more than enough. That God will give you money with a mission. God will give you prosperity with a purpose. God will cause you to be able to fund projects you never imagined yourself funding. You get start funding kingdom projects all around the world. Why? Because you have made the pursuit of God your number one pursuit in life. I'm pursuing God, not pursuing stuff. I'm pursuing God, not pursuing money. And because I'm pursuing God, God sees to it that all these things pursue me. Opportunities will track me down. It seems like God can have all, he has all these ways to get money into my hands so that I can use that money to build up his kingdom on this planet. Say amen to that. You got to settle this issue in your heart. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by bringing my life into focus, by making you my number one priority. I thank you, Father, for a healthy perspective of money. I can have money. Because money does not have me. Money is my servant, not my master. So I seek you, Father, with my whole heart. As I do, I experience the success in life that you planned for me before the world began. I rest in your plans. I rest in your provision. I pursue you. I don't pursue things. And as a result, things pursue me. With the proper motivation, I get to experience your best without getting frustrated, disillusioned, or burnt out. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith. In Jesus' name, amen. This is today's word. So please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes today. Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go into this day knowing that money makes an excellent servant, but a poor master. So don't make money your underlying motivation in life. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message has been a blessing to you, and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day and I'll see you tomorrow morning.